Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. You know what that means? That means that everyone here is loved. And while it might not always feel like it at times, we are loved by spouses. We are loved by children. We are loved by families. We are loved by one another as brothers and sisters in the faith. And we are loved by those who help us make it through the challenges that we face each and every day. Unfortunately, the love we receive and the love that we share with one another is imperfect. Spouses, children, and families do not always love perfectly. Nurses and caregivers sometimes fail in their godly duties to love and to cherish us just as they ought to. You see, as fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, believers in the body of Christ, daily we fall short in our Christian calling to love one another just as Christ has loved us. Now, I don't know about you, but I think this statement is true. We cherish daily being loved. And we all know what it is to fail in loving those who are most dear to us. And we know all too well that it is like to be on the receiving end of love that falls short. While our love for one another is imperfect and incomplete, God loves us for who we are. His love is perfect. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. God's love for us is perfect. God's love for us is complete. God's love for us is emotional. He loves us with all of his heart. God loves us and his love is active. For he puts his love to work for our sake. And God's love is sacrificial. As he loves us even to the point of suffering and even death. For God so loved the world. That he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. I guess you've come to the conclusion what our theme is for today. And that is God loves you. You see, in all of Holy Scripture, in the readings for today, God's perfect love for us is on display. We look at the Old Testament book of Numbers, and we see that God loves his people by saving them from the fiery serpents, the plague that plagued them in the wilderness. Numbers 21 reads, The Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent, and set upon it a pole, and it should come to pass that everyone who is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. And Moses 
made a serpent of brass. And he put it on a pole, and it came to pass that if a, ser if a serpent had bitten any person, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he shall live. Paul goes on to say in Ephesians, the second chapter, and he tells us that God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in our sins, he had quickened us together with Christ. In other words, Paul says, by grace you are saved. And you are raised up together and made to sit at the right hand of God the Father in the heavenly places next to Christ. That in the ages to come, he might, through the exceeding riches of his grace, in the kindness towards us through Christ, once again, God so loved the world, that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. By the Holy Spirit, the blessed Moses and St. Paul, they both point us towards God's love for us in Christ. St. John records Jesus' own words that brings God's love into focus for us this day. John 3.16, beginning at verse 14, reads, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Over and over and over again, we hear in Scripture that God loves us. And over and over and over again in Scripture, we hear those very words where God says, I love you. You see, this divine love that saves us from death, quickens us together with Christ, and grants us eternal life, is revealed most fully to us in and through the cross of Christ. That is where we are granted forgiveness and eternal life and salvation. That cross is where it is revealed most fully to us in our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, in His great love for us, God the Father sent us Christ. And in His love, Christ willingly endured the humiliation, the suffering, and the death upon the cross. In Christ crucified, in his suffering and bleeding and dying, we see God's emotional and active and sacrificial love at work for you. You see, right there on that cross, Christ's love is so emotional. Just as he loves his blessed mother and his disciples, and you remember from John, the 19th chapter, where Jesus is on the cross, and he looks down upon Mary and John, and he says, Woman, behold thy son. In love, Christ commits them to each other to care for one another, and to love each other as he loved them both. In the same way, he commits us to love each other wholeheartedly and compassionately. On that cross, Christ loves 
us actively. As he asked the prayer of the repentant thief, one was on the left and one was on the right. And that thief said to him, or I should say, Christ says to him, Verily I say unto thee, Today you shall be with me in paradise. God loves you. He loves you because as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. You see, by this divine love, our sins are indeed forgiven, wiped away, never to be brought up again. By Christ, our inadequacy and our love is transformed into a love like his. Our imperfect, incomplete love for our spouses, our children, and the body of all the believers of Christ is found by Christ's loving death on our behalf. And by his love for us, you and I are redeemed and made new. We are made to love our spouses, our children, our caregivers, and everyone else who Christ loves. Dear John puts it so simple. And he really puts it in his first epistle where he writes, Herein is love. Now it's not that you or I love God, but that he loved us. And he sent his son to be appropriation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved the world, and we know that he does, then we ought to also, well, love one another. Led by the Spirit of God and transformed by the love of Christ, you and I can love one another with a holy love that is emotional. We love one another with a godly love that is active. And we love one another with a Christ-like love that is sacrificial. You see, here's the thing. God loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Why does God love you? You may ask. Why does God love me? Here's the thing. Because Christ loves you. You can love one another with all your hearts. Always concerned for the well-being of your brother or your sister in Christ. And because Christ loves you, you can put your love into action. Always working for the good of all. Because Christ loves you, you give yourselves in loving service to others. Even when it means that you must suffer for the sake, His sake. You see, this is how God loves us in and through Christ Jesus. My dear friends, regardless of your age, regardless of your wealth, regardless of your health, regardless of your ability, we are all loved by God in and through Christ Jesus. And it is by His grace that you and I can strive to love one another always holding fast to the steadfast love to our faith in the love of God.
and always holding dear to those words by which the Holy Scripture reveals God's love for us today. For God to love the world, that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God loves you. May you see it, and may you hear it, and most of all, May you believe it. God loves you. In his name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in the one who died on the cross.